on today's episode. You may have wondered, what are some good places to see when it comes to historical sites and a good vacation? Well, in my personal opinion, I would say it is the country of my heritage of Japan. Japan is a land filled with beauty, wonder, and lots of art and diverse culture, never even seen here in the United States. Japan, as some people might not have even really paid attention to, is rich with with heritage of history. Now, some of you might have heard of the many of the cities that stand out, like Tokyo, Osaka, Kyoto, and so on, and even maybe go on vacation to the island of Okinawa. But I'm here to talk about one city that I think is very rich with Japanese heritage, both in history and in culture. That would be the city of Kanazawa. Kanazawa is not a small town, but it's a really big city. This is actually a city that my mother wants to see in her lifetime. Anyhow, Kanazawa is the capital city of the Ishikawa Prefecture. It is pretty much located near near the coast of the Sea of Japan. The Ishikawa Prefecture has a lot of mountains, very nice warm climate, and also has some pretty cold winters. Konozawa was actually formed in 1872. It was a merger of the Kaga province and the Noto province. How these provinces came together, I will go as I tell about the city's history from some very historical architecture in Japan. Kanazawa is to me a city rich with history, as Kanazawa used to be of the Kaga province. If you're wondering why is Kanazawa called Kanazawa, well, the interesting story is, legend has it. Kanazawa in kanji actually means marsh of gold. It is said to have been originated from a legend of a peasant named Imahodi Togoro. He washed gold dust on a local marsh, and it's said that is where it originated from. That's why it's called Marsh of Gold. <laughs> Anyhow, Konozawa's history. In the middle of the 16th century, the Buddhist Iko, the Buddhist Iko sect, set up a religious government in Konozawa. But in, eight, but in 1583, the Maida Toshi, Toshie, the top retainer of the Hideyoshi Toyotomi, Toyotomi, who reigned on the country, entered into this historical place of, Konoz- of the Konozawa Castle. The Konozawa Castle is definitely a place you want to see in Konozawa, and it's located in the center of Konozawa. Konozawa used to be smaller than what it was nowadays. If you want to be, if you want to see the history of the past, 
away from the 21st century setting of Kamazawa, I definitely guarantee to go to the center to see the former to see the former structure of Kanazawa. And I want you, when you see the Kanazawa castle, to really try to feel like you're in the past. When you go to the Kanazawa castle, at the end of the Edo period, in 1583, was the seat of the powerful Maida clan, the lords of Kaga. Now, if you're wondering what are these feudals like, in Japan, the way that a few, the feudals fight over for power is actually different from in China. For China, many of the many of the emperors became emperor because they were either feudal warlords, and one reign on top supreme. The emperor of Japan never has been overthrown because of the fact in these time and those ancient times, the emperor was thought to be a god, and so the ruler goes to the top feudal warlord, the shogun, who wins. You have daimyo, of course, that fight over. For control, but once the shogun is set, there will be other feudal warlords who pretty much rule for province. This castle has actually survived being burnt centuries ago in 1881. The castle is also the site of the rebirth of Japan. Kanazawa Castle, as many don't really know, it was also the headquarters in the late 1800s for the Meiji Emperor's forces. The Meiji Emperor reigned in Japan in the late 1800s and was the youngest emperor to ascend the throne. He helped modernize Japan and was able to turn it into an empire. And that's why the Meiji Emperor is important in Japanese history. Konosawa Castle unfortunately was unfortunately was burned because of the many battles that many of the modern Japanese forces had to fight at that time modern, I mean, had to fight against samurai forces traditional samurai forces that want to stay traditional, away from Western influence. Konosawa's castle, in my opinion, when you go there, you can really feel the essence of Japanese culture in forms of architect, but also in the beauty of Japan. Because in Konosawa castle, it's surrounded by so many beautiful, beautiful plants, especially the cherry blossom trees. There's beautiful lakes surrounding. And you get to see what the ancient structure of Japan was like. But not just in the castle area, there are other places near the castle that can take you to a feudal era Japan. And I will admit, the feudal era Japan is something worth seeing. Literally a hundred feet from the castle, is Nagamachi. Nagamachi is the Samurai District 
It is where Sonai and their families reside. A beautiful place with a historic atmosphere. The remaining, the remaining residences practice Samurai tradition, or some of it, at the very least. There's earthen walls, the private entry gates, and water canals, and even the ancient housing of Samurai. You also get to see many of their artifacts, and also you get to see restored Samurai residents and their lifestyle. Samurai, if many of you, if many of you might have seen on TV and um, movies, of course, but I want to tell you that Samurai are actually more than just people, are just warriors wearing the scary masks that you think and the armor and killing themselves. Samurai is more than that. Samurai follow the ethnic code of Bushido, the way of the warrior. It is strongly influenced from Confucianism. For Samurai, they follow loyalty to their master, like their warlords, and to the and strong loyalty to the emperor. They have self-discipline, they are very respectful, and they follow strict ethical behavior, especially when it comes to honor and bravery. Reason why you may think Samurai, why do they kill themselves? Is because of the fact Samurai, they hold their honor to, to the core. In their mind, if they are to be captured, it is, shame, it is very shameful. Would you really want to be shamed? No, because if you are shamed, your entire family is tainted with shame. So the Samurai would rather die with honor. These men are not some killing machines. These men are very, very honorable and fierce warriors, which I think I am also proud to have a bloodline of Samurai. I do recommend to please research more about the Samurai before you go to the Samurai prefix to the Samurai province. So that way you can also you can be fascinated and at the same time respect and honor the brave warriors of ancient Japan. There are even more districts in the center of Kanazawa. Right on the opposite side I would see I would say. You would see the Nishichaya district. Nishichaya is a chaya, a tea house. This is an exclusive type of restaurant. But if you're wondering how is this related to the history of Japan, well, this is a geisha district. This is one of the oldest buildings actually to be built. It is sort of modernized a little bit for visitors, but it still maintains the ancient practice of geisha. You may be wondering, what is a geisha? The geisha are hostess trying to entertain men with conversation, dance, and song. The, unfortunately, here in the West, there has been many misconceptions of geisha. Geisha are not prostitutes or sex workers, 
as some may interpret here in the West. That's actually very offensive to call a geisha a prostitute. Being a geisha is being an entertainer, and it's one of the most very traditional forms of art with traditional dance and singing and entertainment here in Japan. It is beautiful, it is very, very unique, and it's something to really enjoy. So please don't follow the misconception. But anyhow, in here, you get to see in the tea house the nice entertainment of the geisha. And just for a fun fact, nearby is a ninja temple. That's right. The Mio Ryuji Temple. Anyhow, I know many of you might have seen Ninja from TV and especially in the anime Naruto. But I will admit, it is funny to say, but Ninja really did exist and Ninja were assassins. And yes, they do have a temple. Because many people in Japan were Buddhist, Shinto, and they follow those traditions. And in Konosawa, it's no exception. Konosawa was founded by Buddhist, by a Buddhist sect. And Buddhism is an important religion in Japan. Ninja are not really admired in those times because ninja were assassins. Well, samurai, they were more admired because they go on the front lines. Ninja, they may be warriors, but ninja always are assassins. And that's why they were heavily looked down during this time. But in places in Japan, they do show the traditions of the shinobi. So if you want to see the real essence of shinobi, I definitely guarantee to go and see for yourself. When you go, and also for a fact, when you go to the geisha, please, please relax and enjoy. And all, and you know what? Enjoy the Japanese traditions. Another, another important sight to see, which I think is very critical, which is very critical to see, because it is also dedicated to Kanazawa history. Is the Oyama, the Oyama Jinja, the shrine, the Oyama shrine. It's dedicated to Maida Toshie, the first lord of the Maida clan. And the first lord here in Kanazawa and of the of the Kaga Prefecture. This shrine was actually constructed in 1599 by his successor, Maida Toshinaga. It was actually formerly Mount on Mount Otatsu, 
but it was actually but it's moved to the present location in the center of Kono, in Konozawa. The, uh, the funny thing about this shrine, this is not really a normal Japanese shrine by design. This shrine is actually a more unusual kind of design because this was actually designed by a Dutch architect using a mix of European and Asian themes. As many of you may not have known, there were many Dutch, Dutch Jesu Jesuits who came to Japan to give their material and give influence of Christianity, European philosophy, and so forth in Japan. Unfortunately, as my mother had acknowledged, during the Tokugawa shogunate period, in the late, in pretty much the late 17th century, the Tokugawa shogunate despised European influence and tried to isolate Japan from the world. So the Tokugawa shogun got rid of Dutch settlers and for people who were Christians, they put them all across this. It's a dark part of Japan's history, unfortunately. But anyhow, in this, in this shrine, enjoy this very beautiful shrine a shrine that is that not only shows japanese influence but also with the history of dutch that came here in japan a long time ago the gate the gate was originally guarded the gate i mean the gate originally guarded the entrance of kanazawa or the Kanazawa Castle. And the shrine grounds, well, stroll around and enjoy the vast beauty of the ponds. And if you would notice the design of the bridges in the ponds are meant to actually resemble harps and lutes. And a little bit of history about, a little bit more history of this. This shrine was actually important during the Warring States period in Japan, where the first ruler of the Kaga clan lived nearby in the Kanazawa castle until 1868. As what I said, the Meiji Emperor came to Kanazawa and was able to unite all of Japan under the Meiji Restoration, a time of where Japan has become modern industrialized, and a little bit more Western influence than ever after years of isolation. So, if you're planning to go to Japan soon, 
I guarantee. Or I mean, I do recommend to please go to Kamazo. I know some of you may not have heard of the city, of course, but please put that on your list of seeing Japanese cities besides Tokyo, Osaka, Kyoto, so forth. My mother does want to see that, so that does say something, doesn't it? Anyhow, this city is rich with Japanese culture and history. This is why I love this city. And many other Japanese cities like it. Because in my years of learning history, I really enjoy trying to learn the cultures of different countries. So that way you could better understand the history behind it and to better understand the people. And for me, learning about the country of my heritage was important to really connect better with my roots. Unfortunately, I am not a Japanese citizen anymore. I was born in Hawaii many years ago, but I had to give up my Japanese citizenship recently because I was born to, my mom was at first an immigrant, so I was given a status to have dual citizenship, but because I'm 21, I cannot be anymore. But that doesn't stop me from trying to learn more about Japan's history and more of its culture. In my time of reading Japanese history, there are some things that I never thought happened in Japan. So please, if you have the time, go to Japan and not just be awed by the architecture, but please feel the beauty of Japan. To me, when you go and see the country of Japan, you'd feel like you feel music, you'd feel the beautiful wind. And you get lost from the beauty of it all. And you definitely want to envision yourself in the ancient era that many have forgotten. That we in Japan are always trying to preserve to remember who we are. On today's episode, you may have wondered what are some good places to see when it comes to historical sites and a good vacation? Well, in my personal opinion, I would say it is the country of my heritage of Japan. Japan is a land filled with beauty, wonder, and lots of art and diverse culture, never even seen here in the United States. Japan, as some people might not have even really paid attention to, is rich with with heritage of history. Now, some of you might have heard of the many of the cities that stand out like Tokyo, Osaka, Kyoto, and so on. And even maybe go on vacation to the island of Okinawa. But I'm here to talk about one city. I think is very rich with Japanese heritage, both in history and in culture. That would be the city of Kanazawa. Kanazawa is not a small town, but it's a really big city. 
This is actually a city that my mother wants to see in her lifetime. Anyhow, Kanazawa is the capital city of the Ishikawa Prefecture. It is pretty much located near near the coast of the Sea of Japan. The Ishikawa Prefecture has a lot of mountains, very nice warm climate, and also has some pretty cold winters. Konozawa was actually formed in 1872. It was a merger of the Kaga province and the Noto province. How these provinces came together I will go as I tell about the city's history from some very historical architecture in Japan. Kanazawa is to me a city rich with history as Kanazawa used to be of the Kaga province. If you're wondering why is Kanazawa called Kanazawa, well the interesting story is, legend has it. Kanazawa in kanji actually means marsh of gold. It is said to have been originated from a legend of a peasant named Imahori Togoro. He washed gold dust on a local marsh and it's said that is where it originated from. That's why it's called Marsh of Gold. <laughs> Anyhow, Konozawa's history. In the middle of the 16th century, the Buddhist Iko, the Buddhist Iko sect, set up a religious government in Kanazawa. But in eight, but in 1583, the Maida, Maida Toshi, Toshie, the top retainer of the Hideyoshi Toyotomi, Toyotomi, who reigned on the country, entered into this historical place of, Kanaz of the Kanazawa Castle. The Kanazawa Castle is definitely a place you want to see in Kanazawa. It is located in the center of Kanazawa. Kanazawa used to be smaller than what it was nowadays. If you want to be, if you want to see the history of the past away from the 21st century setting of Kanazawa, I definitely guarantee to go to the center. To see the former, to see the former structure of Kanazawa, and I want you, when you see the Kanazawa Castle, to really try to feel like you're in the past. When you go to the Kanazawa Castle, at the end of the Edo period in 1583, was the seat of the powerful Maida clan, the Lords of Kaga. Now, if you're wondering what are these feudals like in Japan, the way that a few the feudals fight over for power is actually different from in China. For China, many of the many of the emperors became emperor because they were either feudal warlords and one reign on top supreme. The emperor of Japan never has been overthrown. Because of the fact in these time and those ancient times the emperor was thought to be a god. And so, 
the ruler goes to the top feudal warlord, the Shogun, who wins. You have Danryo, of course, that fight over for control, but once the Shogun is set, there will be other feudal warlords who pretty much rule for province. This castle has actually survived being burnt centuries ago in 1881. The castle is also the site of the rebirth of Japan. Kanazawa Castle many don't really know. It was also the headquarters in the late 1800s for the Meiji Emperor's forces. The Meiji Emperor reigned in Japan in the late 1800s and was the youngest emperor to ascend the throne. He helped modernize Japan and was able to turn it into an empire. That's why the Meiji Emperor is important in Japanese history. Konosawa Castle unfortunately was unfortunately was burned because of the many battles that many of the modern Japanese forces had to fight at that time. Modern, I mean, had to fight against samurai forces, traditional samurai forces that want to stay traditional away from Western influence. Konosawa's castle, in my opinion. When you go there, you can really feel the essence of Japanese culture in forms of architect, but also in the beauty of Japan. Because in Kanazawa Castle, it's surrounded by so many beautiful, beautiful plants, especially the cherry blossom trees. There's beautiful lakes surrounding, and you get to see what the ancient structure of Japan was like. But not just in the castle area, there are other places near the castle that can take you to a feudal era Japan. And I will admit, the feudal era Japan is something worth seeing. Literally a hundred feet from the castle is Nagamachi. Nagamachi is the Samurai district. It is where Samurai and their families reside. A beautiful place with a historic atmosphere. The remaining the remaining residences practice samurai tradition. Or some of it, at the very least. There's earthen walls, the private entry gates and water canals, and even the ancient housing of samurai. You also get to see many of their artifacts, and also you get to see Restored samurai residents and their lifestyle. The samurai, if many of you, if many of you might have seen on TV and um, movies, of course. But I want to tell you that samurai are actually more than just people. Are just warriors wearing the scary masks that you think and the armor and killing themselves. Samurai is more than that. Samurai follow the ethnic code of Bushido, the way of the warrior. It is strongly influenced from Confucianism. 
For his homeland, they follow loyalty to their master, like their warlords, and to the and strong loyalty to the emperor. They have self-discipline. They are very respectful, and they follow strict ethical behavior, especially when it comes to honor and bravery. Reason why you may think samurai why do they kill themselves is because of the fact samurai. They hold their honor to, to the core, and their mind. If they are to be captured, it is shame. It is very shameful. Would you really want to be shamed? No, because if you are shamed, your entire family is tainted with shame. So the samurai would rather die with honor. These men are not some killing machines. These men are very, very honorable and fierce warriors, which I think I am also proud to have a bloodline of samurai. I do recommend to please research more about the samurai before you go to the samurai prefecture, to the samurai province. So that way you can also you can be fascinated and at the same time respect and honor. The brave warriors of ancient Japan. There are even more districts in the center of Kamazawa. Right on the opposite side, I would see. I would say, you would see the Nishichaya district. Nishichaya is a chaya, a tea house. This is an exclusive. Type of restaurant, but if you're wondering how is this related to the history of Japan, well, this is a geisha district. And gei, this is one of the oldest buildings actually to be built. It is sort of modernized a little bit for visitors, but it still maintains the ancient practice of geisha. You may be wondering what is a geisha. The geisha are hostess trained to entertain men with conversation, dance, and song. The, unfortunately, here in the West, there has been many misconceptions of geisha. Geisha are not prostitutes or sex workers, as some may interpret. Here in the West, that's actually very offensive to call a geisha a prostitute. Being a geisha is As being an entertainer, and it's one of the most very traditional forms of art, with traditional dance and singing, and entertainment here in Japan. It is beautiful. It is very, very unique, and it's something to really enjoy. So please don't follow the misconception. But anyhow, in here. You get to see in the tea house the nice entertainment of the geisha. And just for a fun fact, nearby is a ninja temple. That's right. The Mio Ryuji, the Mio the Mio Ryuji Temple. Anyhow. I know many of you might have 
like seeing ninja <laughs> from TV and especially in the anime Naruto. But I will admit, it is funny to say, but ninja really did exist, and ninja were assassins. And yes, they do have a temple. Because many people in Japan were Buddhist, Shinto, and they follow those traditions. And in Konosawa, it's no exception. Konosawa was founded by Buddhist, by a Buddhist sect. And Buddhism is an important religion in Japan. Ninja are not really admired in those times because ninja were assassins. With samurai, they were more admired because they go on the front lines. Ninja, they may be warriors, but ninja always are assassins. And that's why they were heavily looked down during this time. But in places in Japan, they do show the traditions of the shinobi. So if you want to see the real essence of shinobi, I definitely guarantee to go and see for yourself. When you go, and also for a fact, when you go to the geisha, please, please relax and enjoy. And oh, and you know what? Enjoy the Japanese traditions. Another, another important sight to see, which I think is very critical, which is very critical to see, because it is also dedicated to Kanazawa history. Is the Oyama, the Oyama Jinja, the shrine. The Oyama Shrine. It's dedicated to Maida Toshie, the first lord of the Maida clan, and the first lord here in Kanazawa and of the of the Kaga Prefecture. This shrine was actually constructed in 1599 by his successor, Maida Toshinaga. It was actually formerly Mount on Mount Otatsu, but it was actually but it's moved to the present location in the center of Kono, in Konozawa. The uh, the funny thing about this shrine, this is not really a normal Japanese shrine by design. This shrine is actually a more unusual kind of design. Because this was actually designed by a Dutch architect, using a mix of European and Asian themes. As many of you may not have known, there were many Dutch Dutch Jesu Jesuits who came to Japan to give their material and give influence of Christianity, European philosophy, and so forth in Japan. Unfortunately, as my mother had acknowledged during the Tokugawa shogunate period, in the late, in pretty much the late 17th century, the Tokugawa shogunate 
despised European influence and tried to isolate Japan from the world. So the Tokugawa shogun got rid of Dutch settlers, and for people who were Christians, they put them on crosses. It's a dark part of Japan's history, unfortunately. But anyhow, in this in this shrine, enjoy this very beautiful shrine. A shrine that is that not only shows Japanese influence, but also with the history of Dutch that came here in Japan a long time ago. The gate the gate was originally guarded. The gate, I mean, the gate originally guarded the entrance of Kanazawa, or the Kanazawa Castle. And the shrine grounds, well, stroll around and enjoy the vast beauty of the ponds. And if you would notice, the design of the bridges in the ponds are meant to actually resemble harps and lutes. And a little bit of history about, a little bit more history of this. This shrine was actually important during the Warring States period in Japan, where the first ruler of the Kaga clan lived nearby in the Kanazawa Castle until 1868. As what I said, the Meiji Emperor came to Kanazawa and was able to unite all of Japan under the Meiji Restoration, a time of where Japan has become modern, industrialized, and a little bit more Western influenced than ever after years of isolation. So, if you're planning to go to Japan soon, I guarantee. Or I mean, I do recommend to please go to Kanazawa. I know some of you may not have heard of the city, of course, but please put that on your list of seeing Japanese cities besides Tokyo, Osaka, Kyoto, so forth. My mother does want to see that, so that does say something, doesn't it? Anyhow. This city is rich with Japanese culture and history. This is why I love this city, and many other Japanese cities like it, because in my years of learning history, I really enjoy trying to learn the cultures of different countries, so that way you could better understand the history behind it, and to better understand the people. And for me, learning about the country of my heritage was important to really connect better 
with my roots. Unfortunately, I am not a Japanese citizen anymore. I was born in Hawaii many years ago, but I had to give up my Japanese citizenship recently because I was born to. My mom was at first an immigrant, so I was given a status to have dual citizenship. But because I'm 21, I cannot be anymore. But that doesn't stop me from trying to learn more about Japan's history and more of its culture. In my time of reading Japanese history, there are some things that I never thought happened in Japan. So please, if you have the time, go to Japan and not just be awed by the architecture, but please feel. The beauty of Japan. To me, when you go and see the country of Japan, you'd feel like you feel music. You'd feel the beautiful wind, and you get lost from the beauty of it all. And you definitely want to envision yourself in the ancient era that many have forgotten. That we in Japan are always trying to preserve to remember who we are.